Astrology Today, coming to you almost live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I will be welcoming to this podcast, Jill Kirby, on this wonderful Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and season's greetings, because you guys are listening to this live on, on Saturday. Yeah, Christmas Saturday. Day. Christmas Day. And meanwhile, Jill and I are hopefully, you know, sitting back drinking. We're Christmasing. Yes, Christmasing, exactly, with food and beverage and friends, etc. Okay. And today, and today is, uh, well, in, in just a few hours, well, like late tonight, we're going to have the last of the uh, Saturn-Uranus squares. Yay! And we'll hope that war has not broken out in Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. It'll be, so things will start to hopefully be less tense in the next little while. Let's hope so. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting year ahead. It will be. It will be. So we are going to continue on with uh, what we've been doing, uh, the forecast for 2022. And for Cardinal folks, that was episode 112. For Fixed folks, that was episode 113. And today's episode is episode uh, 114. And I'm realizing that I need to start my time clock so that we hey, I was wondering yeah yeah I just started it okay yeah. so we're going to do mutable signs today and that is Gemini Virgo Sagittarius and Pisces and the bonus point for these folks is they naturally don't mind making change that's true and yes. being adaptable that is their shtick um so this year, there's going to be this point where they may get more than they bargained for from Mars. But, uh, yeah, we will get to that piece. Okay, so a reminder to folks who watch this on YouTube or that are listening to it on the radio, if you go to my website, www.cardinalastrology.ca, uh, you go under the radio tab and you can open that radio tab and look at the graphics for this show and for other shows. And I also have put up there uh, downloadable uh, chart wheels for each of the rising signs. And that is true for the other two episodes, plus the list of Mercury retrograde dates that you might want to mark on your calendar and what houses that might have an impact given the different rising signs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trying to make it useful. Oh, you know what happened? I got a phone call from a psychic call, yeah. like a psychic call center place. Look, wondering if I wanted a job. Oh. Yeah, and he was quite nice, and uh, he was even willing to do part-time, and I said, well, I'm actually retired, and I don't really need the income, but thank you for thinking of me, or they found they found us on the website, so oh. YouTube and whatever, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. So somebody is actually tuning in. Yes, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so let us begin with the highlights for mutable rising signs. So as Jill mentioned at the top of the program here, uh, Saturn Uranus, yay, is doing its exact final hit today, last night, somewhere, anyway. Um, tonight, tonight, actually. Is it tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For most of the world, it'll be on the 24th, but we, we're just ahead of midnight tonight. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and it, um, but it isn't quite done. It will actually get very close to the two of them kissing, um, due to retrograde and direct motion in October and se- September, October. Yeah. September, October of 2022. Uh, and so we will seal that tension again that you know, what we're experiencing, you know, right now. Um, you know, but it'll be in, in, in different degrees. So it'll be, yes. slightly, you know, it'll be affecting different things and think circumstances will be different by then because yeah. things so, keep changing. That's right. And I think Uranus actually has the upper hand this year. So Yes. Well, and the other piece that we will mention is Mars um, in the past year, in the year that we're still in, 2021, Mars would trigger these two from either a square or an opposition, whereas where in 2022, it actually conjoins Saturn and conjoins Uranus. And so that will amp up the impact. Yeah. 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 And so when we're doing our monthly forecast, we'll give you all a heads up for when that's uh, getting close to happening. Yeah, and Mars likes to intensify things. Oh, yes. And he's been going over the points that were highlighted by eclipses and stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. he's been triggering (laughs) the things that already happened. Yes. That's too. Yeah. Okay, so for Gemini rising, uh, this square has been happening between uh, the 9th for Saturn and the 12th for Uranus. So this is... Kind of what I was thinking, um, you know, the maze of restrictions that have been put in by Saturn uh, in terms of Gemini's desire for, um, you know, adventure and exploring and freedom of movement and freedom of movement. Exactly. So unfortunately, more is coming. It's not over till it's over. Meanwhile, Uranus is could uncover things that uh, do not support your well-being. It could also uncover hidden strengths and hidden weaknesses because this is, Uranus is in your 12th. And please try to stay out of hospitals and prisons. <laughs> okay, so for Virgo, um, these fall, Saturn falls in your 6th and Uranus falls in your ninth. So, this one could be difficult for Virgos because um, it could have an impact on your health. Um, Saturn would be uh, like uh, bone structure or um, restrictions, uh, calcification, I think I've heard that goes. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it, you know, your teeth, your bones, joint. Yeah. Uh, that's Saturn's territory. I mean, it's Saturn is, is constricting energy. So, yeah. You know, and Chinese medicine says where there's stagnation, there's pain. Where there's pain, there's stagnation. So unless the energy is flowing, yeah, and that you get, you know, constriction in the body, and that will 
cause painful conditions. Yeah. So that's an excellent way to put what Virgos need to be doing if they're discovering that they're having health issues is you need to get energy moving, obviously. If it's just coming down through your work arena and your daily routine kind of scenario, then it's restructuring, restructuring, restructuring. It's, well, it's also, it's an in, the aspect would be an inconjunction. Yeah. To Virgo, and those tend to be health related anyway. Oh, okay. So you're seeing it more just from the health point I mean, of view. I mean, not, not a, you know, but a, you know, in general, yeah, tends to be a health re- because it's an aspect where you're, it's like an irritation. It's not like a full bone blown. Yes. Yeah. You know, hard aspect, but it's like there's something bugging me, but I can't get quite at it, and it, that can cause irritation in the body. Right? Yes. Exactly. Okay, so Uranus, though, falls in your ninth, and that, as we were talking about just a minute ago, that has to do with your ability for freedom of movement, um, higher education, long-distance travel, and so Uranus can bring unexpected things in, you know, where your next-door neighbor turns out to be, you know, moves in from Botswana land or something. Or, it's also, yeah, it's also a trine, you know, so it's... yeah. Again, it's an easy flow of energy. Yeah. It can be a bit, the energy of Uranus can be a bit jarring, but it can open things up. Yes. Know? Yeah. So if you have got some constriction in the body, you might suddenly find something to help you. Yes, that's loosen true. Loosen up, right? That's true. Because true. Uranus is trying to break up that constriction that Saturn's trying to create anyway, generally. Yes. So. Yeah, it could work to your advantage because it's a trying to to the Virgo energy. Yeah, excellent point, excellent point. Okay, for Sagittarius rising, these fall, Saturn is in your third, and Uranus is in your sixth. So, you know, communication, your immediate environment, siblings might be, you know, part of your what's going on with this tension, and neighbors. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. Uh, there needs to be a willingness to be open to um, restructuring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and also of of the mutable signs, Sagittarius is the most freedom loving. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. he, he he wants you know to get going and do stuff, and so bumping up against any Saturnian blockage yeah. Yeah. is not going to be a happy thing, right? Yeah, no, no. You know, but I want to go and visit my friends i want to you know yeah don't tell me i can't (laughs) because so keep in mind that this energy is going to get triggered especially um by the eclipses this year and also by um well not so much the eclipses because that's falling where your honest is falling well Um, but yeah yeah but the the september october definitely yeah mars Mars too is going to yeah yeah come in and activating something yeah so Uranus though is in your sixth house and like Jill was saying this is an inconjunct and so it could very well be surprising health issues I guess yeah yeah, yeah it can be yeah yeah, um, yeah. or just surprising changes to your work 
thing. You know, you well, might have been in, you know, Department A and, you know, all of a sudden you're switched over to or you're Department suddenly, B. Or, or yeah. you're suddenly out of, out of, out of work. Yeah, out and, of work. And that can certainly affect your health. <laughs> yes. It That's a very stressful thing. So, you know, it can cause stress. And also, you know, Uranus is a very electrical kind of energy. Yes. Yeah. So it can cause kind of, you know, a lot of nervous energy surging that can be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. So don't get caught out in a lightning storm. <laughs> that could be, yeah, that could be way too literal. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pisces, this is your 12th for Saturn and your third for Uranus. Okay. Saturn and the 12th house. Yeah. Uh, that could be definitely difficult. Um, if you've been doing things that um, actually could prove to be your undoing, then Saturn is likely to uh, bring that to the fore, uh, 12th house. Yeah, it's with the tension that's going on there. Um, those but, yeah. Pisces is a very sensitive sign. Mm-hmm. They yeah. tend, tend to be extremely sensitive to what's going on around them. So, you know, they're going to pick up on stuff that other people may not. And So they may be picking up too much stuff? Possibly. And it may, yeah. just may be affecting them more so than some of the other signs, which yeah. are... So don't do the Pisces thing of trying to um, anesthetize. Yeah, that... that yeah, that would be the... That, that is always always the the uh, the catch with Pisces. I mean, Pisces yeah. can be a beautiful sign. You want to you know keep yourself being as creative as you can, and you know enjoying being by the ocean or whatever. You know the things that Pisces loves. And I, I, I actually Pisces kind of likes twelve house stuff where they can just it be, does it they does like, but they like to retreat, but. You know, being forced to might not appeal to them. Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. They might have to restructure again, you know, how that time apart works. But it's, but it is, it would be a very good time to take up some form of meditation. Oh, yes. Because Saturn can't, you know, Saturn is not a happy sign energy always but it it does it can be beneficial in terms of discipline and yes. and, and you know stick to itiveness and so in the 12th house that could be about you know serious spiritual practice. really looking within you know because yeah. yeah. that's really something that pisces may avoid ah <laughs> uh, that is true that is true. Um, yeah. but it can be very very beneficial right now to do that and to just to get in touch get grounded I mean, Saturn's with the grounding. It's a earthy planet. Yeah, so yeah. getting grounded within yourself and, and doing the spiritual work. Yes. You know, Saturn's. Yep. yep. I agree. Totally. Okay. So Uranus falls in your third house. And um, like you were saying with Virgo, this is a sextile, I believe. Yeah, this is a mm-hmm. sextile. So um, the shifts and changes in your local neighborhood, um, changes that are happening with siblings or close relatives, 
Um, yeah, these are all, you know, you're probably going to be able to ride the, the shocking bumps and dumps and ups and downs. Yeah, I can't see this as being a huge problem. Just be No, and again, it's an earthy sign, so you want yeah. to stay grounded and, and, yeah, so that's where using that Saturn in the, in the 12th could be helpful to, you know, be centered. Yeah. Yes. Centered. Cause, you know, your ends can feel like you're in the eye of the storm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the eye of the storm wants to walk in the door or cross paths with you. Yeah. Okay, so now the next piece that I brought up, because I thought that I should, is these guys have are just coming off of 18 months of being in the gun sites of the eclipse cycle, because uh, it was across the Sag-Gemini axis. Yep. The last one was in December, and so there are some folks, if your rising sun or moon in a mutable sign is near 12 degrees, then you've still got some of that eclipse action that will last uh, for approximately another six months. But the next series of eclipses, one which did start in November and will continue in May, I think May and June, this will this will shift out of you being in direct gun sights. Um, right. Still could have some impact, and so when but also for those who are around that 12 degree mark, mm. um, that that eclipse is going to be triggered by Mars at the end of the year. That's true. Yes, when we do the right, forecast right. on January the first. Yes. Yeah, I think it on the on the 31st. It's kind of right on that degree. Yeah. So it, you know, it's sort of going out with a bang kind of thing. It is. It yeah, is. but you may. Again, it just may feel like there's an eclipse going on because yes. it's bringing that energy up again. Yeah. So the remainder of, well, the next, probably not quite 18 months, but next year anyway, will be across the uh, Taurus-Scorpio axis. The north node is in Taurus and the south node is in um, Scorpio. And so uh, north node is increases south node can be decreases um and so for the gemini folks this is uh, across your 12th to 6th so increases will come with that uranus feeling okay so this is you know you want to be careful of self-undoing and um you want to avoid hospitals and prisons if you can and <laughs> Uh, but if you want to, you know, take up a new spiritual tradition, there's a possibility. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think uh, the North Node does tend to be what we need to develop more. And, yeah. And really the, the South Node and Scorpio is stuff you need to let go of. Yes, and that is falling in your sixth house. And so that contraction, um, it could mean that your work scenario shrinks uh, that um, there is something to do with uh, letting go that has, that if you let go, your health will improve. Uh -huh. um, yeah, because yeah, Scorpio is a water sign, and, and often, you know, we carry a lot of emotional baggage, which does yes. cause health problems. I mean, yeah, literally, exactly. oh, we totally. carry it in the cells of our body. If we can release it, we we will be healthier, you know, they, yeah. they, Emotional toxins are just as toxic as the chemical toxins. <laughs> that, that they are. That they are. And, you know, 
Scorpio has to do with toxic stuff too. So yeah, so letting go as much as possible. And Gemini is not that great at getting into their emotions. True, true. They so can talk may, about them, but actually experiencing them, yeah, so not this, so much. This yeah. Is, yeah, sort of being more aware of what you are feeling, not just what you're thinking. Yes. Can can help you to get in touch with what you need to release. Let yes. you know. Excellent point. Okay, Virgo, uh, Taurus is your ninth and Scorpio is your third. So obviously releasing things in your immediate environment, uh, issues with your siblings, possibly neighbors, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas you can increase your exploration of religion and philosophy and, you know, hopefully even enjoy maybe some uh, long distance travel. Yeah. And exploring new new ideas. And mm-hmm. Yeah. New yeah. philosophical perspectives. You know, it's it's a nine thousand is about our perspective. So it's yes. Yeah. You, know, you can you can be too caught up in the in the third house of right up close and not mm-hmm. seeing the picture enough. So that could be a good thing to focus some attention on. Yes. Yeah. So Sagittarius, like Gemini, um, they're not as attuned to the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Uh, so the North Node is you could find yourself being inundated with work, um, daily obligations. And uh, if you have a health issue, it could ooh, it could get worse, I guess, possibly. Yeah, yeah you might get flare-ups. That's yes, yeah, exactly. Uranus is there, yeah. yeah. Whereas with the 12th house, um, with Scorpio, so you're wanting to let go of hidden things that are below the surface, um, hidden weaknesses. You want to sort of bring them up and release them. Yeah. And like Gemini, you're not that great at delving into the uh, emotional territory. <laughs> yes. So, again, it's it's about, you know, Kind of being willing to to go there, yes, and not run away from it because Sag kind of likes to run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does actually, literally and figuratively. Yeah, so yeah. you know, just kind of because Scorpio, these are fixed signs, and Scorpio, yeah. you stick with it till you can really let go of that, so that you can have the benefits and yes, and get to know yourself yeah. better. Yes. Okay, Pisces, um, it can tune into the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So the increase is in your third house. So uh, your immediate environment, connection with siblings, neighbors, uh, short trips, all of that could improve. Um, and with surprising moments, again, because Uranus is there. Mm-hmm. And then with the ninth house, um, you may have to look at, uh, you might be clinging to a philosophy or a point of view uh, that is no longer serving and that uh, you need to, you know, really maybe router router through your belief systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not avoid them. Yes. Yeah. And go into avoidance as well. And Scorpio is deep water. Yes. Very you know, Pisces likes the ocean, but not so much the deep. Yeah, but like sometimes stagnant water. Of yes. <laughs> what do you mean stagnant water? <laughs> well, it is. It is, it is fixed, right? So oh, 
And to me, the Scorpio symbolism has always felt like, you know, in terms of water, it's it's kind of like almost like a toilet. You know, you can you can flush and clear it all out, and it's beautiful and fresh. But if you don't do that, it can build up gunk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well put. <laughs> well, not Scorpio, eh? It's a kind of language. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so just a reminder, though, with things like eclipses, um, they do represent sort of a six-month window um, in which, you know, some of these themes that we're talking about could manifest and will run their course until the next set of eclipses. Yeah. And also, whether it's a new moon or a full moon is going to be part yeah. of it. Yeah. And so let me just list those off. So we have April 30th is the solar eclipse uh, at Taurus. So that's a new moon, and it's at 10 degrees. Uh, May it's hitting, hitting Uranus. So that's, yes, yes, that's exactly. That will uh, be a biggie. Yeah. That's going to be a corker. <laughs> yeah. May 15th is the full lunar eclipse, and it's at 25 degrees of Scorpio, and Saturn squares that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And so that can be an... I mean, because it's it's the south node moon, moon yes. conjunct south node. Yep. You know, again, it can bring up old stuff that emotionally needs to be released. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you might want to focus on that so that you can make the most of it. Yes, that is true. That is true. And 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 remember, though, too, that you also get about six months to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then the next set, uh, the first one is October 25th. So this will be while Saturn and Uranus are very close together at around 18 degrees. And this is at two degrees of Scorpio, and Venus joins the party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for that one. And then the final one for next year is November the 8th. It's a full moon lunar eclipse at 16 degrees, and that too will be very close to the Saturn-Uranus almost square. Yeah, yeah. So again, there that, that's going to keep that energy more active, that Saturn yeah. ring. Exactly. More active. But, you know, because Taurus is involved... I think it's the weight is shifted to the two. Exactly. Yeah. Uranian, yeah. Or the uh, Uranian has, Uranus has the upper hand now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the eclipses, I would totally agree. Okay. So um, we're going to kind of switch back to more present time. Um, Capricorn and Pluto, you know, He's been there since 2008, um, you know, for Pisces and Virgo. They can sort of notice what's happening and not be terribly concerned about, whereas Sag, Gemini are like, oh, God, would you please just get it all done or do something or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but, of course, at the beginning of the year, there is quite uh, a dance that's happening between uh, Venus and Pluto. And so... Venus is hoping through its, you know, 40 days and 40 nights uh, during this Capricorn retrograde to, you know, restructure and bring to the surface via Pluto what it is, the things that you truly desire, and also to clean up toxic relationships. Um, Mars is joining them in January, so uh, that'll be cutting away unhealthy desires 
Uh, well, it's not even not all, all all about desires either. It's really about um, values as well. Yes. What, what we yeah, value. What, yeah. What do you? What's really value? essential? Okay, so for Gemini, this is in your eighth house. Um, so, you know, if you're involved in a messy divorce, ugh, this is, does not bode well. Um, That's never fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> and with this kind of concentrated energy there, um, yeah. If you're in line for, um, you know, an inheritance, this could get messy with other relatives and that type of thing. Um, if you're been not paying attention to the tax man, um, he may just come knocking on your door. Um, and unfortunately, this could also be a time frame in which people that you are close to could pass away. I mean, that, those are all things that can be connected to the eighth house. If, if you've made some wise investments, that might be beneficial. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I thought of, too, with the, the Venus component is values must be shared in partnerships. So, oh. you know, if you're working with somebody else's money, you want to be on the same page oh. in terms of what it is you yeah. value. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in general, just your values and your partners, you need to be, you need to be able to work through. Yes. Because otherwise you're going to end up in the messy divorce. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so with Virgo, uh, Capricorn is your fifth house. Now this almost looks like, um, one could uncover and bring to the surface in a creative way. Things that you've been maybe, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not. Well, go for it. I mean, because Pluto is asking for, you know, what's been buried and hidden to come to the surface. Yeah, I mean, it can yeah. be really, you know, your, your creative energy can be very, very powerful in what you Exactly, can. yeah. Now, ro romantic relationships, <laughs> you might... You might, uh, you know, your friends may kind of look sideways at you as you, you know, take up a, you know, a rousing romance with, you know, um, some biker or, you know, somebody that represents to whatever your normal value system is, somebody that's, you know, a shade deeper and darker than you would normally be attracted to. Yeah. Or, or somebody who's very involved in some of these uh, corporate Thanks. Oh, yes. Yeah, that could be. So there's some danger there as well as some, you know, major powerful creatives. Yeah, ideally, yeah. you know, focusing the energy on 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 creating. Yes. You know, yeah. Through through yeah. love, the power of love. I mean, this is this is the other yeah. piece yeah. of a Venus uh, Pluto conjunct. Yes. We're, we're, this is the time to learn about the power of love. Love is the most powerful energy in the universe. And, you know, we've kind of gotten caught up in materialism and all these other things and forgotten that. In yes. Me. And yes. this is the time for remembering that and bringing that, you know, giving, having a rebirth of that energy. Yes. So focusing on what you love, not just what you desire. But what, what truly, you know, your heart loves, you know, what makes you feel expanded and 
and you know wanting to hug the world kind of thing it's uh you know mm. that power of the power of love you know it, it's a hugely powerful energy let's get in touch with it all of us yes very true Okay, so Sag, you're not happy at all. <laughs> this is your second house. Uh, it's your money, your personal finances, um, things that you possess. Um, so you may be, you know, having to unearth the fact that, you know, your uh, secret obsession of collecting teapots has actually gotten um, the better of you and you're drowning in them. Um, it could be... Uh, what could it be? It could be that you find that, find out that your investment is, uh, or your money, you put, placed your money in some sort of corporate scenario that is doing damage that you would not approve of. Yeah, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and again, second house is values. So, yes. focusing on, you know, what it, again, what you love, what you value, what it, what, you know, makes your heart open. Because that's that's a good sign of what we value, right? Yes. And and you know again, yes, you know, is it is it just about materialism or is is there something more? Yeah, yeah. What are you supporting with your money and? What do you yeah. want to re- give? Have reborn? I mean, what do you want to create? But you know, also recreate. What what have you lost? What's been buried? Mm-hmm that you're not, you've lost touch with, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay, with Pisces, there is a sextile to this energy, and this is your 11th house. Um, And so here is your opportunity to um, get really clear, am I aligning with groups and causes um, that reflect what it is I value. So you may discover that, you know, not all groups that you're aligned with are as advertised. Uh, Pluto Venus may uncover things that might shock and surprise you. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to get that alignment um, so that it does truly reflect um, what you value. You have, you could have also just sort of um, old friendships that come back in a new form. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Pluto is about, you know, the death of something, but a regeneration. So you may have lost some friends, but oh my gosh, I've got this whole other set that I, that align, align with my values. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So this year, does hold a huge bonus point for the mutable signs. And that is the mashup that happens with Jupiter. And Jupiter, in just a few more days, will be going into its home turf of Pisces. And then eventually it catches up to Neptune while Venus is there. And so this particular... Ah, of having Jupiter no longer constrained by Saturn um, is going to be balm for the souls of all the mutable signs. They're, you know, I'm sure they're just going to like, ah, drink it in. Take the most of it while you can because Jupiter's going to be racing through Pisces. I know, I know. uh, Really, 
on the move there. Yeah. So uh, for Gemini, this Jupiter and Pisces falls in your 10th house. So this could be promotions and allocates or accolades. I mean, um, yeah, opportunities for promotion. Yeah. Uh, and for, you know, carving out how you want to be seen out in the world. You know, so if you want to make a move in terms of your career, this during the time that Jupiter is in Pisces, yeah, would be a good idea. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jupiter is, you know, wants truth and, and freedom, you know. Um, and in Pisces, it, it's, you know, it's what is your spiritual truth in a way? Mm-hmm. And so how is that again, reflected through your career? What, what, what you're yeah. doing, how does, how does that align with what you're doing? Yeah. Out in the world, is that you know, or is that really how's that working yeah. out for? Yeah. Well, and with Pisces, with it being Jupiter and in the tenth, it could make it easier for that alignment to really, you know, stand forth. Yeah. 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 Okay, for Virgo, this is your seventh house, and so you know, if a, if you're a Virgo and you're looking for a partner. Yeah, um, you might want to avoid the actual week that Jupiter conjoins Neptune, <laughs> which is in April. Well, you prior might. to that, prior to that, this could be, you know, um, someone walking in the door that really fits. Yeah, but you also want, again, want to check in with your, um, again, your sort of spiritual alignment with yes. whoever you are getting involved with, right? Because yeah. really, you, you know, it is, it's, it's about, Truth and spirituality when Neptune and Jupiter are together, in particular, because yes. that's yep. you know three, yeah, yeah, potential to be a very spiritual sign. Yes, and so you know, there's very few folks where you know that idea of soulmate actually fits, but for Virgo with Pisces on the seventh, yeah, that could fit. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be aware of of idealism. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. that is that is a pitfall for Pisces. They can see through the rose-colored glasses and forget to take them off. And, yes, that's good. You know, fortunately, Virgo tends to be quite practical, but they also, with Pisces on the seventh, can get into situations where they're trying to rescue people. Yes, yeah, which is not a good. It'd idea. be so wonderful if I can <laughs> save them from what they're doing. You know, like <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah. Okay, for Sag, this is falls in your fourth house. So, you know, if you're coming up to the need to do a real estate deal, this could make it uh, kind of productive. Um, it could also be um, reconnecting with, you know, family. This could be, you know, like going on, um, what do they call that, Ancestry.com and just filling out your entire family tree and... Uh, it could be setting up a spiritual component to your home. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know it's it's that's your your foundation. So mm-hmm. it's it's is your life based on a spiritual foundation, whatever that means for you. Yes, yeah, right. But figuring out what that means for you. Exactly. Means have myself grounded in a spiritual place yep. that that feeds me. So for the folks that this is going to be have the probably the biggest impact is going to be uh, folks with Pisces rising um, because Jupiter, Venus, 
Neptune. They're all going to come together in your first house. Um, so the first thing that sort of popped into my mind when I thought of this is, um, uh, you know, the, the environment, the literal environment that you find yourself in. Um, it needs to be really clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you are so open, so open. Yeah. And, um, you know, any kind of toxic, whether that's people or literally in the environment or the food or drugs, any of those kinds of things yeah. um, would have too easy an entrance into. Or, e- or even overindulgence. Yes. Which yeah. creates toxins in the body yeah. because the bodies can only process a certain amounts. So, you know, just that's, that's a, again, a, a pitfall for Jupiter is always more is better, right? Yeah. And, when Venus comes in, it's like, oh, more, more things that I, that feel good. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, that's okay to an extent, but you can, again, with Pisces having no boundaries and Neptune having, no. it, it can get carried away. So again, yeah. it, it's yeah. not getting swept away. Yeah. But otherwise, it. you're likely to be feeling really good. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. but be you know it's like be high on life, not anything else, right? Yes. Oh, like, good. That I like that phrase. Again, yeah, that yeah. That being grounded in your own spirit, sense of spirit, what is spiritual to you? Because again, it's Neptune Pisces, and it's that's the highest expression of those. Yes. Two energies, really. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then briefly, Jupiter leaves Pisces for Aries, and this yeah. happens between May the 11th and October the 27th, and then, you know, Jupiter goes back into Pisces for the remainder of the year. Uh, so Jupiter and Aries is actually a good fit. Um, it, you do have to remember the over in front of action. because Yes. So the way I'm putting it is get fired up. So Gemini can get fired up in the 11th house, which is of those groups and organizations or hopes and dreams and wishes and aspirations. Yeah. Uh, Virgo, it's the 8th house. So can you get fired up about transformation and crisis? Ah, it could be the sword that you need to cut through that stuff that is needs to leave your life, maybe. I don't yeah, know. What do you think? Like, fired up in the 8th house. What does that look like? Well, it can be about, um, you know, how you're investing yourself. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. What, what you share with others. Yeah. In close relationships, you know. Um, and again, yeah, just, yeah, and, and, and being really honest. Yes. Like, yeah. brutally honest with yourself. And others, yeah. And others, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for Sag, this is fifth house. This is probably the best one, <laughs> you know, because these guys are going to cut loose uh, during the summer um, and so pleasure and entertainment and play and gambling and, and, again, and romance and <laughs> the there is uh, too much of a good thing yeah. 
Okay. Sagittarius is doing what we're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. good luck convincing them of that. But yes, uh, you are yeah. totally right. Well, I know, but yes, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, no, it's, it's too much. Yeah, you know, as with anything, you know, too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and many a person has discovered that. Hardly. Yes. yes, that is true. That is true. Okay, so Pisces getting fired up is your second house. Um, and so I think you want to be careful of quick, getting rich quick schemes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and staying true to your values again. Yeah. You know, what, you know, and, and trusting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Trusting yourself to, to know based on what it is you do value. Yes. Right, that's go with your gut. Do I value this? Do I not? Well, that's not what I want to put my energy into because no, it's not something that that is worthwhile to me. Yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, now the next guy, um, this is Mars, and we've already alluded to what Mars will do when it catches up, when it goes through Aquarius, of course, it is going to conjoin uh, Saturn, and that will be difficult. Um, so it's in Aquarius in March and uh, through to April. Uh, and then uh, when Mars gets to Taurus, which is July through August, uh, and conjoins Uranus, those are going to be difficult moments. But then... But it's going to transit Pluto in March, too. Yes. Uh, but then we have the big story for Mars in 2022, which will be his retrograde in Gemini. Um, Mars wants to start things, to cut things, to move energy dynamically. And he is going to be in this mutable sign for about seven months. So... For mutable signs, this will be easier to handle, but maybe too easy. So we have this possibility of madly off in all directions. And, of course, the first one who is going to feel this the most. And so all of us who are not Gemini, but who know folks that are Gemini, um, 20, the latter part of 2022 is when we cut them a huge amount of slack because <laughs> they're going to be like spinning tops. Um, okay, so for Gemini, obviously, this is Mars in your first house. Oh, I just like, so your persona is going to change daily, hourly, weekly, monthly. Yeah, wow. And there's some points in there where Mars is going to square Neptune. Yes, that is true. That is something just to again to be aware of, be aware of those those brief periods because Neptune can kind of confuse things. And oh yeah, oh yeah. And so nervous energy, of course, Gemini what can run just entirely on that. Um, so frying the nervous system is entirely possible. Yeah, burnout. Warning, 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 warning for Gemini. It's a hot sign. It, it's it's fiery energy, and it, it can burn you out. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, for Virgo, um, this is your 10th house. And so this could mean, um, you know, moments where you shine forth and you're recognized on a number of fronts. 
But because of the retrograde, you could, you know, win a few brownie points and then lose a few brownie points in terms of your position out there in the world. And the other thing, because Mars is a fairly, well, it's one of the more inner planets, it moves fairly quickly. So it covers covers and then recovers a lot of territory in Gemini. Yes. During that transit. I mean, the other planets tend to go just a few degrees, but... Yeah, this is covering almost all of Gemini, and it's seven months of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's going to hit a lot of things along the way. Yes, (laughs) that's true, too. That's true, too. Okay, so for Sag, this is your seventh house. So, you know, Mars may roar in with a new relationship and then roar back out with it being, so this is like on again, off again, on again, off again. And like you were mentioning, Jill, when it hits Neptune, that's, those we will we will announce those as they come up yeah, in our monthly forecasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, particularly for Sag, it's going to create a T square with that Pisces energy. So yeah, that can be a bit of a confusing thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and for those that are trying to do new relationships or new oh, yeah, art, art, well, partnerships as well, you think it's good, and then you realize I, I had no idea. I didn't. I thought I knew, and I didn't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and and you know, the other thing, Mars is great, but it does tend to leap before it looks often. Oh, totally. It's and, just... and also in Gemini often tends to blurt stuff out. Oh and, yeah. Communication. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I hadn't and, mentioned it. Yeah. And Sagittarians are already, you know, foot in mouth disease is one of their things they tend to suffer from sometimes. Yes. Because they are very frank, and that's very not that. But for other people, it can be like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so with Mars in there, that can be a little over the top, right? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, think before you speak, if you can, because it might yeah. give some hurt feelings, and you're not attuned. Sag isn't not attuned to feelings. <laughs> No, no offense, Sag, but it's not yeah. <laughs> No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Okay, so Pisces, this is, Gemini is your fourth house. So this can be, should I move? Should I not move? Should I move? Should I not move? So if you're in the process of doing real estate, oh, I wonder, yeah, this could be really frustrating because it could just change on a dime and change again and change. Yeah. Again, the the impulsiveness of Mars can get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's where you need something else, reining it in, not ramping it up. Yeah. And this could also have something to do with family members where this could be the roller coaster ride of an aging parent, um, what else could it be? Well, it can also yeah. be disputes with with family, yeah, yeah, family members because you have it is Mars, yeah, because it's Mars and you've you know again it's in Gemini, yeah, and you said the wrong thing without realizing, yeah, not because you're insensitive, but you just didn't realize it was the wrong thing to say to those particular individuals, and boom, they they've taken offense, and you're going, what did I do? And you know, it's not. You know, none of us can know how people will react to yes. Yeah. But Mars is a very reactive kind of energy. Yeah. 
likes action and, and it also does reaction. So Yeah. And yeah. with Gemini, like you were saying, it's gonna be that sharp communication that cuts like a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in, in general, in the world period for, you know, the last six months of 2022, we all have to be prepared to go, wow, you just said what? And not to, yeah, not to further. Not to take your personally. Yeah, not to let that incitement, yeah, carry it even yeah. further. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Jim and I, you know, we, we have our thoughts and our, you know, things that we are kind of attached to in terms of what we do every day kind of mm-hmm. yeah and and you know so aries can jar that a bit with uh yeah mars <laughs> mars will have fun in gemini we yeah. may not enjoy that journey but mars itself will enjoy yeah. it yeah and it can it's not a, it's not a bad combination but it requires a little bit of uh well it it requires awareness yes Yes. Is what it requires, and because you know Aries rules the head, and you can be a bit hot-headed, and Gemini rules speech. So yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that whole combination can be a bit of a minefield. I would think so. Suitably Aries <laughs> <laughs> metaphor, I think. <laughs> explosive. Yes, very explosive. Yeah. Okay. Well, I. I think we have run the gamut on individual rising sign, yeah, for 2022. And January the 1st, we will be back in the studio um, instead of having my Christmas tree and (laughs) quilted Christmas blankie in the background. We'll be back in the studio and we will give you the rundown for the month of January, which starts rather dramatically, uh, especially if you're down in the States. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be another very interesting year. Yes. And um, we will cover it month to month. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Bring some reminders from this uh, yearly forecast. So, in the meantime, um, have a wonderful Christmas day. Um, Eat, yes. Yeah. Eat way too much turkey. Enjoy way too much love from the family that is surrounding you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we will see you next week, Joe. We will. See you then. Okay. Okay, in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. Take care. Bye. Bye.